Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce, and the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. You know the old saying, when it rains, it pours, and that's what it's been doing here at the Cruz household as of late. Things actually were going really well. Two weeks ago, I was exhibiting at the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup. Great crowds, really good show. Had Sam with me, and boy, oh boy, does he love people. He loved getting petted by everybody who came up to the booth and everybody while he was on his walk, too. But on the very last night, I was in my motel room watching Saturday Night Live, and after it ended, walked out to the truck to get Sam a bone, and wouldn't you know, I tripped on the curb and fell and ruptured my tendon below my kneecap. So I couldn't walk at all, couldn't even get up. Was eventually helped up by a couple of firemen. Next morning, my friends Bob Loomis and Richie Harrod, who were exhibiting the show and who you've heard from many a times here on this program, lifted me up into my pickup truck so I could go to the ER, where the doc said, yep, it's ruptured, you're going to need surgery. So wish me luck in my recovery. I've got to admit, it does hurt. In other news, also not so great, my weekly column, The Washington Outdoors Report, is coming to an end. The whole idea behind the column was to write a column about the outdoors in Washington State with a general focus on central and eastern Washington. And it was distributed at its height to up to seven different papers full-time and another paper part-time. The idea being that instead of any one paper paying $50 to $100 for their own columnist, each of these non-competing papers could each pay anywhere from $7.50 to $20 for a weekly column. Sounds like a win-win, and for a while it was, almost five years as a matter of fact. But we got dropped by three of the newspaper publishers due to financial constraints, which meant I was essentially making about $6.50 an hour for writing my column, and that just didn't pencil out. So I'll be still writing for the Real Life magazine that you can find from Northwest Fishing at sporting goods stores all over Washington State. And I think you'll find me writing for Northwest Sportsman Magazine, too. As a matter of fact, in this edition, I've got a tribute piece to Mike Meesberg, the co-owner of Mardon Resort that passed away in December. I hope you'll give it a read. This week on the show, we've got some great guests for you. Number one, we're going to talk to Eric Magnuson about ice fishing. He's got the latest reports from both Idaho and Northeast Washington. And then we'll talk to Tom Burlingame, the owner of XL Fishing Charters, about saltwater fishing opportunities out of CQ and Nia Bay, this spring, summer, and fall. We've got a news roundup from the Idaho Department of Fish and Game, even though it's not from Roger Phillips, because our phone lines were not working. Like I said, it is raining. Thank you, CenturyLink. And we'll also introduce you to Adriel Willis. She's the lovely young woman who is the person behind Slay Jays, and she makes some beautiful twitching jigs and steelhead jigs that you'll want to use when you go fishing. Like I said, we've got a great show coming your way, so let's kick things off with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks. Very good friend of mine, Chad Hood, recently went on an antelope hunt, which was his first ever trip to Wyoming. One of the things that he says he enjoyed immensely was the fact that the hunt was successful and, in harvesting his antelope, he was able to field dress the animal and there was about 40 pounds of meat. That led me to a question for Chad. Well, the one question, a lot of guys kind of feel the same way about whitetail, uh, venison. Would you like an antelope steak? Yeah. Eh, oh, no. I'll tell you a couple of things. So I actually, well, I would 
completely disagree. I thought the antelope was delicious, and I think I think you probably heard me tell you this a few times before, Sparky, but I think a lot of it is just in the care of the hunter. And so we're pretty accustomed to anything I ever harvest, I'll butcher right on the spot and, you know, take really, really good care of, keep it clean, no hair, no dirt, all that stuff. And so I thought the antelope was as good. I think it would stack up even to elk or, you know, good tender young whitetail. It was delicious. But on that note, I also, I certainly have a taste for mergansers and coots and surf scoters. So, you know, my opinion on, on the quality of taste of game may not be the same as your other folks that you talked to over the years. And I'll have to take his word for it because I'm going over to Chad's house for an antelope dinner a couple of days from now. Did you hear that? That's the sound of great careers in agriculture one of which could be yours. With the number of different job boards that are online these days, it can be overwhelming trying to find out what best suits you as an individual in the ag industry. Hey, sift through the clutter and find your agricultural career on the job board focused on you, agcareers.com. Agcareers.com is the leading online job board for the agricultural, food, natural resources, and biotechnology industries. We are committed to fueling the next generation of talent in agriculture in an effort to feed the world. We understand and support the vast number and variety of careers possible in the industry, from welders and biotechnologists to agricultural teachers and software developers. The time to work in agriculture has never been better with nearly 6,000 career opportunities available on agcareers.com. An opportunity for you is out there. Search for your future today on agcareers.com. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. Make plans to attend the 62nd Annual Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show, March 14th through the 17th at the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center. There's going to be over 300 outfitters, guides, and sporting products there for you. There's different theme day each day, lots of activities for the kids, and the show is a great fundraiser for a great organization, the Inland Northwest Wildlife Council. So get hooked on the outdoors and attend the Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show and find out more at bighornshow.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got audio for you from the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup. Catching up with my old friend, Tom Burlingame, the owner of XL Fishing Charters out of CQ and Nia Bay. Tom, great to see you again. Great to see you, John. So let's talk about some fisheries that are happening in your neck of the woods. And the first one we should talk about is one that's not. And that would be the March CQ Hatchery Chinook season. Yeah, that's correct, John. This year, we're not going to have the uh, fishery in March. It'll start the 1st of April, so you'll be able to do some blackmouth fishing there, but it'll be in April. Why is that? Well, last year, we got a really special uh, fishery at the end of October, and, and the representatives from CQ traded that fishery's impacts for this March in impact. So it's not like we lost a lot of time. We just got it at a different time of year. So we'll have blackmouth opportunity in April, and then come July, August, September, and October. We're going to be going after coho? Uh, and kings, you bet. 
All right. Well, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So make plans to head to CQ a different time of year. Let's talk about the bottom fishing that you offer because I absolutely love going fishing with you. You know, you basically go right around the corner there at Nia Bay and you're fishing near shore, some beautiful area there, and you're catching a ton of fish on light tackle. That is the truth, uh, John. I always say that people come for the halibut, they come back for that bottom fish. Let's talk a little bit about that fishery. We're after all sorts of different species of rockfish, aren't we? That's right. We mainly target blacks, but uh, black rockfish, but there are several near sh- uh, shore species that we can target. I have always wanted to catch one of those tiger rockfish and have yet to do so. Yeah, they're, they're a little more uncommon than some of the others, but uh, keep trying, John. You'll get one. <laughs> and, of course, there's the lingcod, too. Absolutely. They're a big part of the trip. And let's talk a little bit about limits because they're fairly generous. Yeah, it's two lingcod in, in Nia Bay. It's two lingcod and seven rockfish. The limit hasn't changed in the last uh, five years or so. And that's completely a matter of abundance. I mean, you can't fish for them in Puget Sound, but this is probably about the closest place to Puget Sound you can actually fish for them. It is the closest place that you can get any amount at all. You can fish them at CQ, but the limits are a lot smaller. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, having been out with Tom several times for these near-shore bottom fishing expeditions, the fishing is fast and furious. And we've talked about this before. You know, you're not really big on flashy colors when it comes to what you're sending down to the bottom. No, the rockfish don't care, and the lingcod don't care. I use lead-colored jigs, and they work just fine. You do have a little color, though, on the little flies. Oh, you bet. Our shrimp flies, uh, I, I actually make them myself out of uh, lawn chair webbing and have do- several different colors. <laughs> That's Tom, folks. He's very fancy. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about halibut, because I understand you might actually kind of have some openings this year, which is unusual. Yeah, I don't have any openings on my boat. We're completely booked uh, on the XL boat, but I have a, a friend that's been fishing up there the last couple of years, and I'm helping him book. So uh, you can call us, and, and we could get you on a boat. What is the halibut season? It is uh, three days a week in Area 4, Nia Bay. It's three days a week in May and four days a week in June this year. Is it one halibut per person? Correct, one halibut per person. And what's the average size? Are we talking 20 pounders? Yeah, that's the average size, 20, 25 pounds, but, but there's still a few nice fish out there. Well, I'm not going to sneeze at 20, 25 pounds either. That's, that's a pretty nice halibut, and that'll definitely send you home with some fillets. You bet. Other fisheries that we should mention? Well, the salmon fishing in the summer. Chinook will start around the 1st of July, and that is prime time for Chinook, and then, of course, the coho in the fall. All right. Last but not least, you no longer have the Inatnia Bay. You are basically just a guide at this point. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, where should people be staying? You want to visit our site, xlfishingcharters.com, and go uh, click on the lodging icon. It'll give you all the options. All right. The website to go to, xlfishingcharters.com. Whether you want to go after bottom fish, which I highly recommend, or salmon or halibut, Tom is a great person to fish with. He's going to show you a great time. He's going to get you into the fish. You won't regret the drive out to Nia Bay, and you're going to be coming back for a few more times, I guarantee you. Tom, always a pleasure. Pleasure, John. Thank you so much. Heading to the Beaver State of Oregon, this is a very good weekend to go fishing, climbing, or crabbing because it doesn't cost you a dime to do so. It's a free fishing weekend in Oregon State this weekend, and not just for Oregon residents, but for Washington residents too. So if you are craving some Dungeness crab where they have much more liberal limits than we do, head on down to places like Tillamook and drop a crab pot or drop a crab ring and 
bring some Dungeness crab home. I think you'll really enjoy it. As for fishing, there's plenty of stream fishing available right now, including those North Coast streams that have steelhead in them, and don't forget the Rogue River, always a good bet. From Oregon, we head to Idaho, where we usually would talk to Roger Phillips, and we tried to, but we had phone line issues in the studio, thank you, CenturyLink, that we are trying to go ahead and fix. So, I'm going to share some of the recent news releases from the Gem State, and the first one has to do with fishing on the Kootenai River in the Idaho Panhandle. Why do you want to go there right now? Because you can catch burbot, also known as freshwater lingcod. They are very tasty and they are readily accessible in the river during the winter months. If you're a steelheader, you'll be happy to know the Deadwater Ice Jam on the Upper Salmon River broke free on February 7th, and the river should remain turbid in the downstream area for a few days before improving. So actually, right now, probably a good time to go steelheading on the Upper Salmon. Heading to Anderson Ranch Reservoir, the Kokanee Fishery is showing signs of improvement over 2020 lows. That was the year that proved to be one of the worst on record, with dismal catch rates and poor overall fishing conditions. But fast forward three years later, and there's a whole bunch of three-year-old fish that generally make up the fishery in Anderson Ranch Reservoir. Biologists say that since 2020, the Kokanee Fishery has shown consistent signs of improvement, so if you'd shied away from Anderson Ranch Reservoir, it's time to go back. Last but not least, there's rainbow stocking going on in February in the Magic Valley region of Idaho. About 6,850 10- to 12-inch catchable size rainbow are going to be stocked in a number of lakes and ponds. And now it's time for a segment I never like to air, but always feel compelled to do. It's time for the Trail of Shame. Shame, shame on you. Shame, shame on you. Stories of poachers, scoundrels, and other ne'er-do-wells, so if you see someone committing a criminal act on the water or in the field, turn them in. It's the right thing to do. Idaho Fish and Game officers need your help to find out who shot 49 ducks and left them to waste in Canyon County. On February 1st, Fish and Game Conservation officers were made aware of 49 ducks, all mallards, that had been dumped roughly four miles south of Lake Lowell. Officers found the ducks by a rock pile on the bank of the Mora Canal near the intersection of Linwood Road and Beaumont Road and in the vicinity of the Rolling Hills subdivision. Based on their initial investigation, officers believe the ducks were left there sometime between January 27th and the 31st. According to Conservation Officer Craig Mickelson, it's apparent that whoever shot these birds made no effort to harvest the edible portion of meat as required by law. Seeing this number of ducks go to waste is a travesty. It amounts to seven legal limits of ducks that countless waterfowl hunters would have been thrilled to harvest and eat. If you have any information about who may be involved or if you saw any vehicles or people in this area, please call the Nampa Regional Office at 208-465-8465 or you can call the Citizens Against Poaching Hotline at 1-800-632-5999. Callers can remain anonymous when reporting wildlife violations and may be eligible for cash rewards when that information leads to a citation for a wildlife crime. The Citizens Against Poaching Hotline, again, is 1-800-632-5999. That's 1-800-632-5999. Let's figure out who these poachers are and let's hold them accountable. 
Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio and to an extended Max Minute, brought to you by Max Lur. Next up, we're catching up with Brad Hole. He is that very famous kayak angler here in Washington. You can check out his Facebook page at Kayak Fishing Washington. Brad, great to have you back on the air. Hey, thanks, John. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about a winter fishery that used to get quite a bit of publicity, but I haven't heard much about lately, cutthroat trout at Lake Sammamish. Yeah, it's a great time of year to be out on Lake Sammamish. There's nobody out there. The boat traffic's down, and it's a great fishery that often gets overlooked for other fisheries in our area. So you're after them in a kayak. How do you go about catching them this time of year? So I troll with a a kokanee rod, and I use uh, lead core line, which has kind of been forgotten too. A lot of people have have gone after them with downriggers, which you certainly can. But I find lead core is a really effective way to target these fish, and especially in a kayak, so it's more stealth-like and catch a lot of fish this time of year. What kind of lure are you using, and how deep are these fish? Um, I use a lot of Max lure product. I'm trolling anywhere from 25 to 30 feet down to right up to the surface. Some of my favorites are the, the sonic bait fish, uh, the glowfly, wedding rings, humdinger. I also use a few other uh, lures in my tackle box, but kind of whatever is working for the day, I try. And how fast are you trolling? You know, I start off usually about one and a half miles an hour. Um, I go about up to two and a half, but I find just working uh, in spurts of different speeds, working in angles and stuff really triggers the bite with these fish. And as for what part of the lake, I understand most people are fishing down by Lake Sammamish State Park? That's correct. I launch out of the boat launch. Being a kayak, I don't cover the whole lake like uh, boaters do, but I make my way down about halfway down to the weather buoy and just kind of target anywhere from the boat launch down, down there and try to find fish. Last question, size of these cutthroat? Oh, boy, we're getting some beautiful fish from 17 to 20, 22 inches. And there's there's some tanks in the lake. You can keep five fish a day. I practice catch release because I love catching them. But it's a great way to get out there and have some fun. All right, we'll head to Lake Sammamish this winter and early spring. Go troll up some cutthroat trout. If you need some products to, to catch them, just go to maxlure.com. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, John. Are you looking for a game changer to help you catch more trout, kokanee, and salmon? No problem. Just tie on Max Crip Lure. Cast it or troll it. Either way, its specially designed ring chamber emits a low-frequency vibration with its erratic movement. It will catch more fish and make them strike. Better still, the different colors for the lure can be matched to just about any fishery. Look for the Crip Lure from Max Lure Company at a sporting goods store near you or go online at maxlure.com. 
Make plans to attend the 62nd Annual Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show, March 14th through the 17th at the Spokane County Fair and Expo Center. There's going to be over 300 outfitters, guides, and sporting products there for you. There's different theme day each day, lots of activities for the kids, and the show is a great fundraiser for a great organization, the Inland Northwest Wildlife Council. So get hooked on the outdoors and attend the Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show and find out more at bighornshow.com. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got Eric Magnuson on the line. He is a avid ice fisherman. He's a pro staff member for both Clam Outdoors and our friends at Max Lure. Eric, great to have you back on the air. Thanks, John. I always like being here with you. So I know you love your ice fishing. I understand you participated at the Bonaparte Lake Ice Fishing Derby that took place at the end of January. How did that go? That was a phenomenal tournament that uh, Eric Cruz and his wife Heather puts on there at Bonaparte Resort. A lot of people showed up. I was uh, asked to be a guest there, and I ended up bringing some uh, prizes to donate and then uh, ended up jumping in the tournament myself just to be able to fish. Didn't win any prizes myself, but watched my nephew take home uh, first place in the youth division, so that was pretty fun to see. And I'd say there was close to 300 anglers out there. I, I think the count I got from Eric was close to 350, so definitely a oh. very successful event put on by Bonaparte Lake Resort, and kudos to the Cruz family for doing that. Got to ask, how was the actual fishing? Actual fishing was really good. It, it's a little bit of a different lake when you are fishing it and approaching it for trout. We fish like four feet to seven feet of water. We're not really fishing deep. And we caught a lot of tiger trout, brook trout, and a couple of really big, healthy rainbows. Very nice. All right. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to that famed lake in Idaho, Cascade Lake, home of the Jumbo Perch. How's that been fishing this winter? You know, it's been fishing good. They kind of got a late start with the ice conditions because of weather. They did just go through a period here last week or two last two weeks with a little bit of slush and some difficult conditions moving by sled and ATVs. But it's stiffened back up just in time to have the... Uh, Cascade Tournament that's coming up as well. All right. And Aloika Lake near Spokane. I understand you've been out there too lately. Yes, I have been fishing it. Still fairly solid. I do recommend caution on all of our lakes here close to Spokane. We've been warming up quite a bit. We are trying to dip back down to those freezing temperatures, but it did open up a lot of the shorelines on Aloika and Sashin. That's just not too far from there. And a few other lakes is wreaking some havoc. So I just say, you know, Prepare for uh, thin ice, bring your safety gear, and just take those early season precautions with you as we go. Now, that's very good advice. I mean, we did get that real cold snap in the middle of January, but it's been pretty spring-like uh, since then. So uh, safety is always first when it comes to ice fishing. Very good advice there. Let's talk about how you're catching fish. What's your favorite lure that you like to use, whether you're after perch, trout, or anything else? Yeah, sir. Searching lures is what I call them, is what I start with. It's usually a, a spoon, something shiny, maybe um, even like the sonic bait fish, something like that profile, sure. the one eighth is what I usually start with for my perch. Fish them fast, try to find them, and if I have to maybe minimize my size and my profile, I'll go with uh, maybe number four tungsten, chipped with either a couple maggots or maybe a favorite plastic of mine. 
And let's talk about something else here. You have this on your Facebook page. It's a toothpick of sorts. It's actually a hook remover. Yeah, there's a company I promote products for called Cold Snap Outdoors. They have a uh, hook remover. It's a plastic stick. They call it a toothpick. And it removes uh, lures from the fish uh, a little bit better than pliers would, let's say, because a lot of times when we're using pliers, we're crunching down on those lures and maybe ruining those beautiful paint jobs on these expensive lures we use. So we don't want to do that. But over the years, a good friend and teammate of ours, his name is Todd Todd, he created this uh, tool called the T2 Toothpick. That's where it gets its name, the T2 from Todd Todd. Ah. And he created his out of... uh, a toothbrush handle years ago and just made a little v-notch in it so it took over the fishing industry a few years back and this tool now is all across the united states and it really works well getting um small tungsten small flies out of uh especially panfish mouth all right so the t2 toothpick uh, where do folks find it is it online or is it in stores yeah i go to coltsnapoutdoors.com and um you can pick them up there. Uh, most of our local stores don't carry them yet. I'm trying to get them out here. But Cold Snap Outdoors is the place to go. All right. Well, Cold Snap Outdoors for the T2 Toothpick uh, Hook Remover, which is very handy. You can watch it in action on Eric Magnuson's Facebook page. And are there any other social media platforms or websites we should steer folks to if they want to find out more about you, Eric? Yeah, you know, I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And I always tell people, feel free to reach out if you got any questions on ice fishing or fishing in general. You know, I do jump in my boat once in a while. So I'm always there to help. Uh, even if it comes to conditions of certain lakes, I'm constantly out there checking lakes and conditions and safety reports and whatever it may be. If you got any kind of question, feel free to ask and hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. Follow me. I'm also uh, working real close with Northwest Fishing on the TV and magazine side of things. So I do have a Facebook page with uh, Eric Magnuson, Northwest Fishing, and you can also check that out. That's Eric Magnuson, folks, avid ice fisherman and more. Check him out on Facebook. Uh, Check out what he has at Northwest Fishing and the Real Life Magazine, and get out there on the ice, but be careful if you do because we're in that iffy time of year. Thanks so much, Eric. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. Sticking with fishing east of the Cascade Mountains, a reminder about those three tournaments taking place at Potholes Reservoir and Mardon Resort put on by Limit Outperformance Marine this spring. The first one is the Pro-Am event, April 25th and 26th, where the pros will have their own boats and they'll be competing to win a brand new Phoenix Bass boat, while the amateurs will get to fish from the back of the boat with a different pro each day. Great opportunity to learn and the prizes for the Amateur or nothing to sneeze at either if you're the winner. Right after that is the Big Bass Tournament, May 4th and 5th. Hourly prizes for the biggest bass weighed in and the biggest bass weighed in for the entire two-day tournament is going to get a huge chunk of change. Come June on the 6th and 7th, you've got the Pothole Shootout. That's where everybody fishes day one and the top 10 fish for day two to see who's going to catch the biggest check. You can find out more at BigBassTrail.com. That's BigBassTrail.com for these three great tournaments being put on at Potholes Reservoir and Mardon Resort by Limit Out Performance Marine. And turning to sportsman shows, there's a few to tell you about. The big Pacific Northwest sportsman show is taking place at the Expo Center in Portland. It's running through Sunday, and I wish I didn't ruin my kneecap because I really wanted to be there and meet a whole lot of you there as well. But 
That's okay. I'll be on the men soon enough. Another show run by the O'Loughlins is the Saltwater Sportsman Show. That one is going to happen at the Oregon State Fairgrounds in Salem, February 24th to the 25th. If you're into saltwater fishing, especially off the Oregon coast, this will be a great one for you. And don't forget the Central Oregon Sportsman Show in Redmond. This is always a good one. And if you're in the market for RVs, they always have tons of them on display and for sale. The dates, March 7th through the 10th at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. You can find out more about these shows at thesportshows.com. And let's not forget the Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show put on every year by the Inland Northwest Wildlife Council. This one's taking place, as always, at the Spokane Fair and Expo Center. The dates, March 14th through the 17th. This has several hundred exhibitors and all sorts of fun events and theme days, too. You can find out more at inwc.org and just look for the Bighorn Show page. Stick around. We've got more of the outdoors coming your way right after this short word from our sponsors. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. The Brewster Salmon Derby is going off August 2nd through the 4th on the Upper Columbia River. There's over $10,000 in cash and prizes to include a $2,000 check for the king of the pool. Register today at BrewsterSalmonDerby.com. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Going to get up before the sun. Rise above us. Got a bamboo pole and a leaky boat. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz, and I am very excited to introduce you to a young lady named Adriel Willis. She is the person that's behind Slay Jays, and she hand ties twitching jigs and steelhead jigs that you can use with great success right here in the Northwest. Adriel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So you've got a really interesting story because before you were an angler, you actually were already tying flies and your granddad had a lot of influence on you. Yes. So my grandpa all growing up would have this amazing fly tying room that I would always want to go be the first place I went when I went to go visit them. And I would sit on his lap and watch him tie a woolly bugger all day, you know, and that was my first uh, fly that I learned to tie when I was probably like five or six. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it was, I got heavy into sports, kind of went a different route and finally got back into it, got so many books from him and would watch YouTube videos and taught myself from nothing. So how did you go from tying flies 
to Tyne Jigs, some beautiful marabou jigs, by the way. Thank you. Um, someone, you know, I had no idea what the heck a jig was <laughs> at all. Someone was like, can you tie me a twitching jig? And I had to Google it. I YouTubed how to tie a twitching jig, and that's how it started. <laughs> so, and fast forward to now, you're tying not just twitching jigs, but mm-hmm. also regular steelhead jigs that you fish under a float. Right. And tell me where your clientele are buying them. I mean, who are, where are they from? Right. So a lot of, I have a lot of coastal, coastal guides, um, Oregon, Drano, Klickitat, um, Columbia. I sell a lot through, honestly, so many places, Michigan, Alaska. I've had a lot of messages about Canada, so many places. And that's interesting to me because when I see a twitching jig, and I think I like most anglers, I immediately think coho. You're twitching for coho. But you sell these to anglers fishing for all sorts of different species. Oh, all sorts. You can fish them for, I mean, anything. I have people messaging me bass, rockfish, lingcod. So many people catch lings on on my jigs. So the jigs that you have here go up to three quarters of an ounce, which, you know, you can use that on rockfish in shallow water. Do you have heavier jigs that you can use? I don't, but I do customs. So if anyone wants anything, I will do what I can to make it. I want everyone to be fishing my stuff, no matter what it takes. So So let's talk about you as an angler, because Mm -hmm. you were a fly tire long before you were an actual angler. When did you start getting into fishing? So after I started tying, I mean, fishing is something that I've always been really interested in. I've strayed away from it for various reasons, but I caught my first salmon and it was like life changing. I mean, I where cried was, after. <laughs> where was that? Where was the first salmon? Uh, Drano. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Drano. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I want to not gloss over something. Yeah. A lot of your clientele, they're not just regular anglers. They're guides, you said. Oh, 100%. A most majority of my clientele are, are fishing guides, successful fishing guides. It's important to note that last yeah, part there. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but folks, that means something. You know, a lot of times they say that people make lures, especially good-looking lures, to catch the fishermen, not mm-hmm. the fish. Mm-hmm. But if you actually have guides, successful guides, buying your product on a regular basis, that speaks to how effective these jigs are. Yep, 100%. 100%. So what do you like to fish for now? Oh, man. I don't even care if it's a goldfish. I'm ready to catch it, to be honest. (laughs) And your favorite fishery? Oh, I mean, I fish in Oregon, and like on the Siletz. A beautiful, just the scenery. I really, the art of fly tying and fly fishing, I mean, fly fishermen really appreciate the the view, the... They're just the going out, the experience, everything, and that's how that's how I am. I don't care if I catch a single fish. I'm just happy to be out there. <laughs> I completely understand, and there's yeah. a, a lot of anglers, myself included, that feel the same way. Yep. So let's talk about where people can buy Slay Jays, Twitching Jigs, mm-hmm. and Steelhead Jigs. Yes, so I'm Slay Jays on Instagram and Facebook. My personal is Adriel Willis that you can find me on. I do have a website, shopify.slayjays, you can find me on. And I do customs, um, and then I have just my base patterns on the website. All right. So if you're going to look for on Facebook, again, Adriel Willis, or go to Slay J, Slay, S-L-A-Y, the letter J, apostrophe S. That's Slay, the letter J, apostrophe S for Slay J's. Look for them on Instagram. Look for them on Facebook. Look for them on Shopify. And you also sell in some stores, too. Yes, I do. I sell in the Edge Rods out of uh, Woodland and then Tri-Cities Tackle as well. 
Okay, so for all of our listeners in southwestern Washington and southeastern Washington, a couple places where you can find Slay Jays twitching and steelhead jigs too. Adriel, really good stuff you're producing here. I'm really happy for you. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for having me. Heading to Wyoming, I know a lot of you want to hit the hills and go look for shed antlers from deer and elk, but in a good portion of Wyoming, particularly western and southern Wyoming, you can't do that until May. You see, they've got a closure that started January 1st, extends to May 1st for residents, May 8th for non-residents, that is designed to help minimize the disturbance and stress to big game on winter ranges. That's according to Rick King, the chief of wildlife for Wyoming Game and Fish. He continues, it's critical that our big game animals do not experience undue stress during the winter months. It's also illegal to enter the private property of any person to collect antlers or horns without the permission of the owner of the property or the person in charge, regardless of the time of year. So let's give those deer and elk a break and wait to collect those shed antlers in western and southern Wyoming until the month of May. In the Treasure State, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks staff recently captured elk in the Highland Mountains south of Butte as part of a multi-year targeted elk brucellus surveillance project. 122 blood samples were collected from captured elk, and they all tested negative for brucellus. The goal of these operations is to evaluate the presence and understand the movement of brucellus in Montana's elk population. Brucellus, if you didn't know, is a bacterial disease that can infect humans, cattle, bison, and elk and can result in abortion or the birth of weak calves. The disease is primarily transmitted through contact with infected birth tissues and fluid. And heading to Hell's Canyon, bad news there from the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, we learned that the northern Hell's Canyon bighorn sheep population has contracted pneumonia. And bighorn pneumonia is a real big issue when it comes to survivability of these sheep. Referred to as MOVI, the disease can cause all-age die-offs in affected populations and can reduce lamb survival for many years after the initial outbreak. There is no treatment or vaccine for bighorn sheep pneumonia. Kyle Garrison with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife says it will take some time before we know the magnitude of this outbreak. Biologists in all three states, that's Idaho, Washington, and Oregon, are in the field working to get a better understanding of its impacts. Unfortunately, there is no way to treat animals to slow the spread of the disease or reduce deaths. That last is according to Francis Kassir with Idaho Department of Fish and Game. If you do see any sick or dead bighorn sheep in Washington, contact the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. Stick around. We've got more of the great outdoors coming your way to include your Sportsman's Warehouse trivia question of the week and your chance to win a $25 gift card from America's Premier Outfitter. Gonna get up before the sun rise above us. Got a bamboo pole and a leaky boat. It ain't much, but if you bail, it'll float. I'm gonna take you fishing, honey. You're gonna love it. The biggest shows in the Northwest are coming your way this winter with hundreds of exhibitors and deals waiting for you. It kicks off with the Washington Sportsman Show, January 31st through February 4th at the Washington State Fair Event Center in Puyallup. Be sure to check out the Addicted Fishing Mega Bash movie premiere, the annual Head and Horns competition, the Kids Trout Pond, and a special appearance from Randy Newberg, who will also be at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. That's happening at the Expo Center in Portland, February 14th through the 18th. He'll be joined there by the Born and Raised Outdoors crew, Addicted Fishing, and the meat eater himself, Steve Ranella. You'll also want to check out the huge kayak pond and sail going on, as well as the Ladies' Day Out on Friday with Candy Yow and 
Don't miss the Loophole Movie Night on Saturday. Find out more about both shows at thesportshows.com. That's thesportshows.com. We'll see you there. This year, resolve to immerse yourself into the great outdoors. Whether you're learning to hunt, fish, hike, camp, paddle, or grill, or are looking to take yourself to the next level, the place to go for the gear you need is Sportsman's Warehouse. With over 145 stores around the nation, Sportsman's Warehouse is truly America's premier outfitter. Find a store near you or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com for Sportsman's Warehouse. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz. Next up, we've got our friend Brianna Bruce on the line. On Wednesdays, you'll find her at the Everett Sportsman's Warehouse, but other days, she is the owner of Living Life Adventures. She wants to take you fishing, specifically steelhead fishing on the Cowlitz River. That's cranking up right now, isn't it, Bree? Yep, it's getting started. The population of our winter fish, they've kind of been cranking it up, and they've getting them trying to move up a little bit on the run timing, so... Right here, February, and then into March, it just the further into March you get, the more and more fish we get, and it gets pretty fun. Are you fishing above or below the Interstate 5 bridge? Above. So we're up, I fish around Blue Creek, around the hatchery there, and we fish anywhere from Barrier Dam all the way down to Castle Rock, but I mostly focus kind of in that hatchery zone where a lot of the fish will come hang out, and I... It gets busy. That's a lot of people complain about all the boats that are in that little stretch. But I like to kind of stretch my drift out and I get a little, I get away from people. I've got a couple holes I like. And, you know, we'll do a couple passes in with everyone because first thing in the morning, that's where the fish are. But once they start scattering out, we'll move away a little bit and get into some areas. There's not so many people and there's still some fish. How do you go about catching them with your clients? My favorite way right now is doing bobber dogging. So super easy. You have a bobber to watch. You have a strike indicator, essentially, as long as you can catch and you can watch that bobber, you can catch a steelhead. Are you fishing eggs under that or shrimp or what? I fish soft beads mostly. I do soft beads and sometimes I'll fish t- uh, fish a fish pill or I even go old school with it and fish a yarny. Interesting. What particular colors? Anything that's kind of a peachy pink, orange, kind of like a shrimp color. That's my favorite. That is definitely old school steelheading. Love the yarn. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've met anybody who's fished yarn in years. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it works, that's all that matters. How do folks book a trip with you, Bree? You can find me on Facebook at Livin' Life Adventures or send me an email at gofish at livinlifeadventures.com. All right. Look for Livin' Life Adventures on Facebook. Book a Cowlitz River winter steelhead trip with Bree. You're going to have all sorts of fun. Thanks as always, Bree. Thanks, John. And now it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. If you've ever been to Grand Teton National Park, you have certainly taken in the views of Grand Teton. It is a very tall mountain. As a matter of fact, it's 13,775 feet above sea level. And here's your question. 
Does this make Grand Teton the tallest mountain in the state of Wyoming? If you know the answer, you know what to do. Just shoot me an email at john at northwesternoutdoors.com or you can go ahead and go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and shoot us a message there and let us know if Grand Teton at 13,775 feet is the tallest mountain in Wyoming. One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from America's Premier Outfitter, which has all the gear you need for fishing, hunting, wildlife watching, backyard grilling, and a whole lot more. Find out more at sportsmans.com today. As we wind things up, I'm going to be a little selfish. I'm going to ask for some prayers from you folks. I've been kind of hurting with this whole uh, ruptured tendon below the knee plate. And the recovery surgery is going to be a good six weeks. I'm going to be in a full knee brace that basically goes from my shin all the way up to my thigh. And I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But I'll get through it. I will get through it. And uh, your thoughts for quick healing and prayers for quick healing would be greatly appreciated because... I've got to attend the Bassmaster Classic as a member of the media in late March, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I'm ready for that event. Here's hoping life treats you well and that you are healthy in the days ahead and that maybe you get a chance to attend one of the sportsman shows going on, whether it be the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show going on this weekend or the Saltwater Sportsman Show in Salem next weekend or the Central Oregon Sportsman Show in early March or the Bighorn Outdoor Adventure Show in Spokane. They're all going to be a lot of fun, and I think you'll get a kick out of each and every one of them. Until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.